back to our time together again today. We're talking about the answer to the question, what does it really mean to be lost in a spiritual sense? Many of us have been lost in the woods or are lost in a big city trying to find our way. And yet this is not talking about that kind of loss. The Bible says that Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. And that's people who have not come to know their purpose, their meaning in life through Jesus Christ and how God has provided a way by which all of us can come to know him. Lost means to be going in the wrong direction, journeying away from God. Isaiah 53, 6 pretty well sums it up. And that is, that all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way, but the Lord has laid on him the sin of us all. See, Paul's picture of walking according to the course of this world says the same thing, according to the, the standards of the devil and self. And you see, we fail to accept God's ways, and the word for this is transgression, and it means that we rebel willfully against God's truth and God's law and God's plan. And this is the sin of the prodigal son found in in Luke chapter 15, he told his father he no longer wanted to be under his father's rule, his father's control, his father's direction. And so he set out and left his father and rebelled against his father and walked away from home and found misery and nothing worthwhile out there in what he called the far country. And this is what Jesus was sensing when he cried over the city of Jerusalem from the hilltop as he looked over the city. He saw their doom. He saw their destruction. He saw what was happening. He saw that they were already condemned. You see, the Bible says that people are already condemned right now if they don't know Christ. They're standing in a position of condemnation. But if they trust Christ, they stand in a new position as they are accepted in Christ. So when we allow sin to twist and pervert our lives, then that the, the Bible uses the term iniquity to describe that. It means twisted and perverted in a state of crookedness. And that's what sin does to the human heart. And it, it warps our mind, it warps our heart, it warps our life, it twists our values. It causes us to be living life in a state of crookedness. And that's why the Bible says if in all your ways... You'll trust God, he'll direct your paths. He'll make your crooked paths straight. And that's what he wants to do for us if we will trust him. But also, to, loss means to be by nature children of wrath. Verse 3 describes that. And Paul says man is not inherently good but evil. That's one of the false ideas today. One of the philosophies of this world is that man is inherently good, but he may go wrong along the way. But the Bible says man is inherently sinful and will always go wrong along the way until he comes to know Christ, until he has a relationship with Jesus. And education and science and philosophy will not change that because we have to be changed from the inside out. We're not changed because we're more educated. We're just a better educated sinner. We're not changed because we know more. We'll just be able to sin better. Because we know more, we need to be changed from the inside. Also, it means that we stand exposed to the wrath of God. We're in jeopardy of eternal death. We're dead now toward sin and in sin, or in sin, but we are in danger of being eternally dead, which is, the Bible says, the paycheck of, of sin. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
To be lost also means to be without Christ. Simply stated, a lost person is one who has not yielded himself to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Without Christ, there's no peace, there's no pardon, there's no promise of heaven. So we're talking about what's wrong with our world, and we need to somehow get in mind that this is what's really important. I remember when my son Mark was just a little boy and trusted Christ as his Lord and Savior, and and we would go places. For example, maybe he would go with me to pick up something at the grocery store, and he would ask me questions like, Dad, do you think that man knows Jesus over there? Or that lady that's behind the cashier, do you think she has? She knows Jesus? He was seeing people in a whole different perspective when he gave his life to Christ. He was seeing people as either in Christ or not in Christ, lost or a believer. And that's the way you and I need to see people. It needs to be not a judgmental thing where we're judging them. We don't want to be judging them. There's no reason to judge them. We're not judging them. We're seeing them as they are. And that's why Jesus came. He saw us as we were, and he came to us as we were, to meet our needs as we were, and to help us come into a relationship with him. So that's why I think it's important that you and I understand what we mean by being lost. And if by chance you have not trusted Christ and you are lost, you can give your life to him today, put your faith in him, ask him to forgive your sins, come into your life, and he'll do exactly that. I hope you will. Now I want to begin uh, answering another question, and this is a little different kind of question, and this is a question, what does God the Father really believe about Jesus? I have people tell me things like this, you know, I believe in God, but I don't really believe in Jesus. I think he was a good man, but I don't believe he's, he's God, I don't believe he's the Savior of the world, I don't believe he's our hope. And, and he's the only way to heaven. But I believe in God, but not him. But I, I want to I ask this question. What did God the Father believe about his son? What did he say about Jesus? Did he believe what the Bible teaches about him? Well, there, there are two places where we are specifically told what God said about his son. One is in Matthew chapter 17 and verse 8. And that's the scripture I want to... I want us to read together as we close out today's session. And, and I want you to understand exactly what God is saying about his son as we read the, those verses in Matthew 17, beginning at verse 1. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up into a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I'll put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said, don't be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. We're going to pick that up tomorrow. I hope you'll be with me and talk about what God the Father believes about his son. 
Have a great day. 